Welcome to Healthy Focus. I am your host, Dr. Rhonda Herbert. The information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended to treat or diagnose any condition. Please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Focus. I am your host, Dr. Rhonda Herbert. Our topic today is witch hazel, and I want to give you some research that has been done on witch hazel, and the information is coming from the Encyclopedia of Herbal Medicine. So witch hazel was a traditional remedy of many native North American peoples, and they used poultices soaked in a decoction of back to treat tumors and inflammations, especially of the eye, and took the herb internally for hemorrhaging and heavy menstrual bleeding. European settlers in the 18th century soon came to value witch hazel for its antistrogency and its use spread to Europe and beyond. Now, witch hazel is a woodland tree indigenous of to Canada and eastern parts of the U.S. Today, it is commonly cultivated in Europe. The trees are grown from hardwood cutting or from seed, both of which are planted in autumn. The leaves are gathered in the summer and dried. The bark is harvested during the autumn and dried as quickly as possible in the shade. Related species, European hazel, is a similar herb to witch hazel and it is used occasionally in Europe herbal medicine as an astringent to treat diarrhea. The oil is nutritious and can be used to treat treadworms in children. Key constituents, tannins, 8 to 10%, flavonoids, bitter principle, volatiles oil, and that is the leaf only, astringent, it's an anti-inflammatory, stops internal and in external and internal bleeding. Those are the key actions. Okay, so the key actions, it is used as an astringent, anti-inflammatory, stop external and internal bleeding. Traditional and um, traditional and current uses, established properties, which hazel contain large quantities of tannins. They have a drying and stringent effect, causing the tightening up of proteins in the skin and across the surface of abrasions. This creates a protective covering that increases resistance to inflammation and promotes healing of broken skin. Witch hazel also appears to help damage blood vessels beneath the skin. It is thought that this effect may be due to the flavonoids as well as to the tannins. When witch hazel is distilled, it retains its astringency, suggesting that astringent agents other than tannins are present. In skin problems, which hazel is very useful herb for inflamed and tender skin conditions, such as eczema, it is mainly used where the skin has not been sufficiently or significantly broken and help to protect the affected area and prevent infection. Damaged veins, which hazel is valuable for damaged facial veins, varicose veins, and hemorrhoids, 
and is effective remedy for bruises. To its due to its astringent properties, it helps to tighten distended veins and restore their normal structure. Other uses: a lotion can be applied to the skin for underlying problems such as cysts or tumors, which hazel also makes an effective eye wash for inflammation to the eyes. Less commonly, it is taken internally to alleviate diarrhea, helping to tighten up mucous membranes of the intestines for bleeding of any kind. Now, parts of the plant use the leaves and the young twigs are distilled to make the witch hazel. The bark is used in tinctures and ointments. Okay, so the leaves and the young twigs and also the bark, the bark is used. Also, there is the dry leaves, the fresh bark, and the dry bark. Now, caution, if using internally, take only under professional supervision. The tincture of bark, it is um, used to for cold water and sponge onto the varicose veins and um it's for an, is an for as an infusion of the leaves it is used as a lotion for broken veins and cysts for an ointment you apply to you apply to your hemorrhoids daily and the distilled witch hazel is dabbed onto insects sore throat and broken veins and i myself have used witch hazel but I have used it as an astringent for my face. And so like any other herb, we tell you not to use any herb unless you consult with your physician. And so the information presented here is for educational purposes only. And I hope that you will find this information educational and useful. And so please consult with your healthcare provider before using any herbal medicine or any type of herb. This is Dr. Rhonda Herbert with Healthy Focus, and I will see you again on another episode. Thank you for listening to Healthy Focus. I would love to hear from you. Send an email to healthdove at hotmail.com. That's healthdove at hotmail.com. Visit our website at healthdove.com. That's healthdove.com. Listen to Health Dove Radio by downloading the app from your mobile app store or listen to our station at the website, the iTunes Internet Radio, or tunein.com. This is Dr. Rhonda Herbert. Join me again next week for another episode of Healthy Focus.